Hey everybody, this is Michael Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who shoot traditional film in their cameras. Welcome to our fifth year. I'm here in the studio with Mark Dalzell. Hey. And soon to be joined by John Fideli. Super amazing. This is our January 1st. 2014 episode. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited to be back here in the studio, chit-chatting, talking with you. Today we're going to be reading your listener letters. We're going to be rolling in a segment, Matt Mirage, talking about stand developing. Mark's going to have a surprise, a box that landed on his doorstep with some Nikon gear in it. Mark's also going to be chatting about his Canon Pelex 35mm SLR camera. We have some surprises for John, some interesting wasabi Kit Kats, Tim Tams, and more right after this. The holiday season. What you be, Howard? A time that passes much too soon. Come on, guys. You're getting your picture taken. A special time you'll want to remember. See the camera, Howie? In pictures. To help make those pictures look as good as they can, make sure Kodak paper is behind them. If you don't see these words, it isn't Kodak paper. Ask for it where you get your holiday pictures. I do like my present, Howard. Kodak paper for a good look at the times of your life. Hey, we're back. Mark and I are in the studio here waiting for John Fideli to show up. I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to open up a brand new pack. I know this has been out a few weeks. Brand new pack of the Color SX-70. Have you seen the new spiffy packaging? Very cool. It is. It's really simplified. Yeah, it's very Apple. Yeah, it's very... Is that right? I mean, it's just very, you know, kind of minimalist and industrial design looking. The Impossible Project films for Polaroid cameras have gotten... Yeah, it just says instant color film for use with SX-70. And then on the bottom it says eight color photos for Polaroid SX-70 type cameras. It's like perfect. It's easier too because it used to be, does it fit here? Does it? Uh, do I have to use the ND filter? Do right. I have to what? So now it's nice and easy. Yes, it's nice and easy. And this is my first pack I'm opening of this film. My Uncle Mike gave me this uh, Polaroid uh, Alpha. Yeah, I was just going to say it looks like an SX-70, but it's kind of blocky looking. It's the Alpha camera. You know, the first... Yeah. SX-70 Land camera, the tan one, the one that you see Dr. Edwin Land holding on the cover of Life magazine. And that was in, like, brand new condition. It is. Uncle, well, like that case you had over there, that was Uncle Mike's case Oh, for nice. He just handed it to me. He's like, oh, Michael, can you, you know, maybe use this? I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thanks, Uncle Mike. I said, I'm going to get a lot of use Where's he this. had that hidden away for the last few years? Closet. Yeah, he was holding out. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if it works. Here we go. That's the sound. That's very promising. Let's put a uh, mint electronic flash on it. Very nice. Let's. Uh, we'll leave the. We'll leave the color dark and light into the middle. Very excited about that. Thank you, Uncle Mike. Yeah, that's good. Should we wait for John? I don't think he's going to be here for at least twenty minutes. Okay, we're going to start. Yeah. Hey, it's the Film Photography Podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the calm before the storm. The storm being the entire crew coming in for starting on the 15th. We're going to have, you know, uh, Leslie Lazenby, Matt Marash, Mark Dalzell, Dane Johnson, John Fideli, and who knows who else? And me, Michael yeah. Rosso. That's me. I like nothing better than people putting ink to paper and sending us an actual physical letter in the mail. It really is awesome. Here is a letter from our good friend, Rich. 
Rich Moore from Hastings. Uh, is M I Minnesota, Missouri, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. I'm, I'm Canadian, I say, but don't forget, I'm, I would say Michigan. Hastings, Mis- Michigan. Uh, Rich says, "Hey, I just had to send this note after listening to your latest." podcast you guys are fun and i truly appreciate what you're doing although i've studied up i haven't yet tipped over into digital that's another story getting artistic results is about discipline i started in high school with two photo classes and bulk loading triacs using the dark room and going out with speed graphic oh jeez. Oh, hello you <laughs> Do you only said yes yeah, yeah, yeah yes we did we're here at the studio. Okay, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. That means he won't be here for half an hour. I started in high school with two photo classes and bulk loading triax. Using the darkroom and getting out there with my speed graphic and four negatives was not considered exciting. It was photography, and the important thing is, what do you see? Now I have my trusty Nikon, and thanks to you guys, triax. Love you, Rich D. Moore. Rich Richard D. Moore on Flickr. Thank you, Richard. It's a nice little card. It's a, um, it's like a card. It's a printed card. It's like paper, only thicker. It says Nikon F3 HP in uh, T Max 400, done by the Darkroom. I guess the oh, Darkroom. Oh, cards printed by the Darkroom. Cool. Yeah, that's. I that's never. A beautiful picture too. It's an awesome picture. It's very well printed. Our good friends at thedarkroom.com, and you know when people send donations in, I send that little thank you note. By the way, anyone that sent in a donation, uh, we've gotten a massive amount of donation in the last few donations in the last few months. It does take a, a few months to get to the packages. I don't want everyone to know that you that sent something that it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I have an idea. Maybe put get a nice little you know, group shot of us, get some cards made, Yeah, you know, to, to give away as a thank you. Mm. Here's a letter from Justin. A lot of paper shuffling. Here's, the last, here's a letter from Justin Studley. Hey, Mike. I don't really know. I know. I know. you. <laughs> Does he know or not know? I know you don't really know me, but I'm writing to say thank you. I started shooting film a couple years back on my Holga, and I bought it on a whim on the bay. I have always been a prolific photographer. My first camera was a Kodak 110 from the early 80s. As technology evolved, I went to digital, and he says he you know, started shooting on his phone in the early 2000s. But in the last 1.5 years, I have acquired about 15 film cameras, from toys to pro systems. I started listening to the podcast about nine months ago, and honestly, it has changed my life. I have a freezer full of film and shoot about a roll a week. I just started to develop my own black and white and continue to hone my skills. The big thing is this. I'm a pro musician by trade, playing and teaching for my, for my income. That said, I have just enrolled into a photo imaging course at a local college. This course has a lot of uh, TRAD components. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. This course has a lot of TRAD components, including a wet dark room, techniques developing and printing both color and black and white. As a result, I have a totally new focus on life and would love to thank you and the podcast for what you have done. Please keep up the great work. Justin, his Flickr name is Groove Chapter. Oh, you're very welcome. Oh, Groove Chapter. Yeah, I know Groove Chapter. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you really like Matt Mirage. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know Groove Chapter. Here's a postcard we got from Santa Monica, California, uh, from our good friend uh, Tattoo Dave. Tattoo Dave is in Maine. He says, if I had planned ahead, I would have shot a Polaroid to send. Anyway, hope you like this, uh, Dave. He's from Maine. Yes, Tattoo Dave in Maine. He uh, went on a little trip across the U.S. Mm. Very nice. Thank you. We'll put this up on our FPP wall. 
Here's a, a letter from Brian that he include, included in a package he sent us, a donation package. Enclosed are 15 rolls of Fuji Velvia 50 and three rolls of Ilford Pan F that I would like to donate. I have been on a bunch of week-long trips recently, and I've been listening to the show. What show? For most of the, for most of these miles. <laughs> Where's John? <laughs> When I ran out of the newer episodes, I started w- working my way back to your earliest material. Your podcast has become a big part of memories from these trips. Thank you for doing doing this most excellent podcast. Brian, thank you for the film. He is flickr.com forward slash photos forward slash flowers dash of dash the dash C. Flowers of the sea. This is Eric Bryan. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Mm. Folks out there listening, if you would like to donate, you can go to filmphotographypodcast.com, upper right-hand corner, click the Donate button. There's another letter. This is a really rare treat. I really should save. But I don't know where it came from. Now, this could have came from... the, The box says David Nichols from Cincinnati from a company called Simply Australian, which makes sense because... Oh, we have two things in here. First thing I have... That's definitely not Australian. I want to say this from Tony Kwong. This is uh, very... Wasabi. Wasabi Kit Kats. Look at that. I don't don't, don't think I want to look... You know who'd want to eat that? Dane. Dane. Yeah. I'll save it. And then... Actually, it expired like five months ago, so I would say eat it sooner than later. Uh, It's chocolate that's been in the fridge. Oh. Uh, And a a package of uh, actual... Uh, Australian Arnott's Tim Tams. Wow. Honeycomb. Come to the honeycomb hideout. They're probably excellent. You know, honeycomb. Let's open these up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Honeycomb. You know, like I the agree. honeycomb. You know what I'm talking Honeycomb's about? Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is going to be good. I, I want to say that this is from uh, Chris. Let's just say it is. Yeah, let's say Thanks, it's Chris. No, David, David. Thanks, David. David Nichols. You know, we're here at the studio. And for this. You know, I feel a little out of sorts today. Maybe it's those damn holidays. Ooh! Those are big ones. Yeah, those are nice. Thank you. This is a good show, huh? Best show ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a... Hello. I'm a freelance photographer and I've been shooting since I was eight years old. I'm 46 now and I've enjoyed every year. That's awesome to say. Not too many people say this is from uh, Eric. That's awful, that's awfully nice of you to say that, Eric. That's super positive. Super positive. Yeah. Not too many people like I enjoyed every year. I can remember the day I was given my first camera. I was eight years old and we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma during the Christmas holidays. I woke up and found a Polaroid one step and two packs of film. I was so happy. I blew through, through the film in 15 minutes. <laughs> Begging my parents to take me to get more. I now shoot ghost towns and abandonments in the state of Texas and love every minute of it. That's my kind of stuff, too. I love abandoned. You do? Yeah. There's nothing more exciting than being out in the middle of nowhere and no one to bother you shooting history. I'm closing four rolls of color plus 200 film. Please send me some stickers. Uh, This is from Eric. That sounds like a fair trade. (laughs) Bertelson. Uh, He's in Dallas, Texas. I'll have to, uh, I don't know, did I send you any stickers? Probably not. I'll send you some stickers. Cool. Did we talk about the new films from Mentioned, the, yeah. the Impossible Project? Has a new line of films, uh, specifically Color 600 Film. It's all newly packaged. Color 600 Film, Color Borders, mm-hmm. Black and White 600 Film, Color Film, 
Gold Borders. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, black and white, 600 film, silver frame, black and white, 600 film, black frame. Wow. SX70 right now is limited to brand new SX70 color and SX70 black and white. So cool. check it out. We'll be right back. This is the time when you go out and you get what you really wanted for Christmas and pay for it with what you got and didn't want. So whether you're trading in Aunt Millie's gift or spending Christmas money, now's the time to get the simplest camera in the world, Polaroid's One Step. Here's a camera you never focus. You just press the button, a motor hands you the picture, and you see it in minutes. Just tell the story you'd rather have a One Step. Your Aunt Millie won't mind. People always take back Aunt Millie's presents. I did. Come to the honeycomb hideout. I'm Big Betty the Blind Bomber, and I want a big cereal. Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're back. Hey, this is a letter from our good friend uh, Nasser. You know, Nasser. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually forward this to you and Dane that I want to share with the folks because mm. uh, on a previous show, uh, you guys brought in the Mamiya RB67, which you guys would press the shutter. Like, what would happen? What was the this, this series of events? This was, this was Dane. I've never used that thing, but I think the problem is was that it was a huge lag between when you hit the shutter and when the shutter fired. You hear the click of the shutter, and then like two seconds later, you hear the shutter open and close. You would get, yeah, you would get the, because it's got two shutters, so you get the body shutter would open, and then a second or two later, the shutter, the, the lens shutter would open. Right. So yeah, there was some kind of weird lag. Uh, he says, I'm listening to the one of the current FPPs where Dane is discussing the Mamiya RB67 and the shutter delay. The reason for this is because the shutter is in the lens leaf shutter so the mirror has to flip up out of the way before the shutter fires the beauty of the leaf shutter is that it flash syncs at all shutter speeds right up to one four hundredth of a second that's pretty awesome. i don't think the one second delay between the mirror flipping and the shutter tripping is normal so i suggest dane get his camera cl aid which is clean lubricated and adjusted i think it did sort of work itself out over time i think it it smoothed out. He says he had, he's had his RB67 since 1992 and has been going strong. I think that if Dane got it serviced, I think it'd probably be good for yeah. many, many years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Nasser. It's like anything. The more you use it, the longer it'll last. It seems right. like when it just sits on a shelf, it get, gets gummed up. Like that SX-70. Absolutely. Hey, gang, I received an email from a listener today asking, why don't we cover point-and-shoot cameras? Oh, this is an email to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading a letter that I wrote. That's a letter to me. I should be reading it. Uh, this is a letter. Hey, I got a letter here from Mike Rasso. This is a letter I sent to Leslie, Matt, John, Dane, and Mark. I received an email today from a listener. He wants to know why w- don't we ever cover point and shoot cameras? Uh, no reason to why we can't devote five minutes per show to these cameras. Heck, I must have a hundred of them. I do. I'm sure you have a hundred of them. I literally have a recycling bin that I put them in. So next show. What show? Uh, we're going to be ta- we're going to be opening up and discussing. You know, we'll be sharing with you guys out there that are listening all of our new segments starting January fifteenth. We're going to have a bunch of segments that we're going to hit each uh, week, and you may say, well. Why? Well, because it's so that every show isn't like this show. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a series of uh, topics. We're going to discuss this next show when the whole gang is here. Here's a letter from Zach. Zach says, Hey there, my name is Zachary and I'm 17. I just got started using my dad's film camera. I have been using it for three weeks now and I'm planning on buying a Nikon FM2. I enjoy film so much and it's an interesting way to take in the world around you. 
I've just found your podcast, and I'm loving it. I'm now up to episode seven. Wow. And I was wondering if you're still giving away film because I don't have that much film. Well, because Zach is listening to episode seven, back then we had an ongoing film giveaway. Uh, now we have every show we do a giveaway. You have to go to the website, filmphotographyproject.com, hit um, giveaways, and see what we're giving away this show. We'll be right back right after this quick message. Here's Nancy Fleming for Denevi Camera Stores. See this Vivitar camera with the built-in flash? I took all these pictures with it. And by buying at Denevi, I saved $10 on the camera. Plus, I had great service. Saved money, and if I didn't like the camera, I could bring it back within 30 days. But I love it. My friends call it the Fleming Flasher. Vivitar calls it the 600. Frank Denevi calls it a great camera buy. Filmphotographystore.com Support the FPP. Check out, try, revitalize your interest in 110 film. We're carrying the new Lomography, the Orca 110 black and white, that's 100 ASA, the Lomography Tiger 200 film, that's 200 ASA color film, and the Lomography Red Scale, and most recently, and most exciting, a brand new color slide film, Lomography Peacock 110 color slide film, awesome new 110 film stocks. Now's the time to check it out. Filmphotographystore.com. It helps the FPP. Very appreciative of all the folks that have been to the Film Photography Store. Please do check it out. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. What do you know about stand developing? I know it's more tiring than sit developing. It's when you ha- when you are developing film and you're actually standing, right? As opposed to sitting on a stool. Exactly, exactly. I prefer laying uh, development. <laughs> I know. So, so I, I think the concept is rather than agitating every thirty seconds or whatever, you let it stand at a, in a much weaker dilution and, it, and longer. You just, you yeah, just walk you just away, let it sit there for an hour right. rather than agitating every thirty seconds. So. Wow. Like instead of doing a one to nine, whatever your ratio would be, it's like one to a hundred. Right. So since we both don't know too much about it, let's have FP peer Matt Mirage yeah. tell us about stand developing. Hey out there, FP peers, Matt Mirage here. I just got done reading a letter from James Stevenson, longtime listener of the FPP, probably heard us mention his name on here before. He writes asking if we can do a quick spot on the shoe about stand development. Uh, we talked a, l- a couple months ago about uh, the basic components of developers and the different types of developers and how dilution uh, changes the game a little bit. Um, Something that you can do with highly dilute developers such as uh, Rodinol or Aidenol, the replacements for that, Pyrocat uh, that I'm using, Meow. and uh, a couple other interesting highly dilute developers. Um, you can do what's called stand developing. And stand, just kind of like it sounds, is where you do ultra minimal agitation. So you do initial agitation, you let it sit for long periods of time, uh, anywhere from 5 minutes to 30 minutes, in some cases an hour. There's even more edge cases. Uh, I'll talk about that in a bit, but you're just basically agitating the film just enough to kind of get it into the emulsion and move it around a little bit to assure that fresh developer is you know continually hitting uh, the shadow and mid-tone areas that you want so the principle behind stand development is this your developer over any given area of film will exhaust more quickly as it's reducing the highlight area
areas of the image, the areas of the image that have more density, right? So as the developer is cooking and cooking along, it will finish the highlights and exhaust, but will continue to go on the midtones and shadow areas. What this does is it increases a couple of things. It brings up the shadow density a little bit more. Now remember, you can't bring up shadow density that isn't there, so you do have to expose properly, but it's a nice way to control your highlights. So it doesn't block up the, the highlights, it just doesn't let them, you know, keep going. If you were to continually agitate um, a film of similar exposure, what would happen is you would be putting more fresh developer on those highlights and they would get absolutely baked, like unscannably, unprintably, um, you know, dense. So you get just blank white when you scanned it or printed it. So uh, stand developing will compress your tonal range just, uh, just a little, well, it, it will compress the highlights. It'll make them shoulder off a little bit faster and what it also does is it's going to give a little bump to the midtones and the shadows. Another thing that increases because the developers continually working on those shadows and midtones is it will increase um, edge sharpness or accutance. So um, sometimes stand developing gives you a little bit of a sharper negative. Uh, a lot of folks that like using caffeinol and rodinol can claim that yeah, stand developing gives you nice, sharp, neat negatives. Now there's a couple of things you have to watch out for with stand developing. Uh, the components of certain developers can cause what's called bromide drag and that's why you do still need to agitate when this is happening because what will happen is excess chemistry from the exhausted developer drag it'll look like it's dragging or kind of spewing out from those highlight areas and add density to areas where that density should not be this drag is most notable in areas of high contrast so like clouds uh clouds that are backlit with the sun or clean skies that have uh, little bits like a plane or something in there something with high density in a generally lower density area Area. And you have to watch out for that. Uh, you can find great times, great starting points for that uh, on the massive dev chart. We always recommend that. And if you need any recommended times for uh, Pyrocat, I have some good times for Pyrocat HD, Obsidian Aqua, Pyrogal, all those. So if you have any other questions about stand developing, oh wait, one more thing. Uh, another really, really, really edge case for stand developing is what's called ultra low temperature stand development. I had a guy write in and tell me, hey man, I heard you talking about ultra low temperature developing uh, way back when on the show, a couple years back, and I talked about someone had put their film in the fridge overnight and cooked it. Well, this guy took it a step further. He did an ultra low dilution of D76. He put his film in of relative exposure, plus or minus four stops. He started the developer at 50 degrees, I believe, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, stuck it in his fridge for three days. <laughs> then took it out and had good scannable negatives and we're going to go ahead and have those on the show notes for you amazing things you can do when you let the developer keep working and exhaust in those higher tones so that's it for stand developing guys if you have any other questions please write us in podcast at filmphotographyproject.com and i'll talk to you soon from ansco this year's big news and low-priced cameras now every ansco cadet camera comes with an unconditional one-year guarantee if for any reason even for accidental damage, your cadet fails to work properly. ANSCO will replace it for just a few pennies postage and handling. ANSCO quality makes this guarantee possible. And that's why only ANSCO dares make this offer. No wonder camera fans are excited about these ANSCO cadet cameras and camera outfits. Truly great values from $5.95 to $15.95. And here's more exciting news. Right now, with this free coupon, you can save 75 cents off dealer price on this ANSCO Reflex Cadet outfit. Save 50 cents on the ANSCO Cadet and Cadet Flash outfits. 
Get your free coupon today at your Ansco dealers. Hurry, offer is limited. Ansco Cadet Camera Outfits. If it comes from Ansco, you know it's A+. Plus. It's a great year for pictures. Ansco Film makes the picture right. Ansco Film any day or night. It's a great year for pictures, so why don't you go and get A-N-S-C-O. Ansco Film. Ansco. Hey, we're, b- hey, we're back. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Oh, we hadn't even started yet. We're the whole way. Hi, John. Hey. Hey, pal. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, Mark. Hi, John. Whoa, wait a minute. There's your mic. Yeah. Oh, how is everybody? Hey, that's much better. Hi, John. Hey, hey John. Hey, Mark. How are you? What are you talking about? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Cameras. <laughs> this is our first year without Mr. New Year, Dick Clark. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. That's right. He always says "Happy Two Year." <laughs> Have you been watching the Dick Clark Show the last few years, Mark? The Rockin' New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it was sad. Like I felt bad for him. It was he was a shadow of his former self. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember watching it as a kid? Oh yeah, I remember that. No. You don't, oh, you're Canadian. Yeah, he's a Canuck. We have uh, yeah this mic stand. Really we're gonna save this for next time. We have uh, wasabi Kit Kats. No, is that yeah. true? Yeah, true. Wow. Look at that. I think. No, we gotta try one. Oh, you wanna try one? I, yeah. I think I remember seeing these in London because I remember seeing no the light, light green Kit Kats. Yeah, that's amazing. I I, I got it. Really? It's wasabi. We're having sushi. It'll just get me, you know. Yeah, it'll you be like rub, the rub appetizer. That on your sushi. <laughs> exactly. Oh, some chocolate wasabi, please. You gonna do the Tim Tam Slam as well or no? Uh, we don't have coffee next uh, time. Tim well, those, Tam those this says special. honeycomb. Yeah, those are special Tim Tams with honey. Honeycomb. Come to the honeycomb hideout. Lady, <laughs> how about this? Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. That I remember. Whoa! Yeah, I'll split one with you. Where'd they come from? Tony Kwan. Oh, he's awesome, man. You assume. I'm thinking. Tony, you sent these, right? No answer. Yeah. It says, have a break, have a Kit Kat. Hey, welcome, everyone. I mean, we've been, uh, we did a few letters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're waiting for John. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. There you go. Sobby Kit Kat. Sobby Kit Kat. Here we go. Interesting. Hmm. I can't quite wrap my, my brain around it. It tastes just like Ooh. white, white, like white chocolate. There's a little bit of a zing to it. A little bit. Yeah, lovely. No, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> you don't want. You said no. I would have tried it. Next. Time. <laughs> He's all sad now. Want to get started right now? Yeah, let's do it, man. This came in a box. Ooh. Oh, nice Correct. box. John, this is awesome. Everyone always spells your name wrong. John yeah. Fidelis. But he spelled your name correctly. Uh-huh. Put an S. John Fidelis. <laughs> All the There's more of John us? Yeah. Awesome. All my different personalities. You know, we go through seven John Fidelis every episode. Yeah, right. Oh, John. Like so, so where, who's this from? This is from <gasps> David Lyon. No way. He's our friend in Utah. I believe he's the truck driver. David yes. Lyon would write well, us. There's a handwritten note in here. Says, yep, David Lyon. What's this Pronounced name? Lyon. <laughs> says, John, just before the summer break on the FPP show, what show? You said you have not had a trip. 35. Well, I am here to correct that. Oh, this guy. Finally, look at oh, that. Oh, my God. John. David, uh, I'm almost in tears. Michael convinced me a few years ago to give it a try. I did. I liked it. I have not used it in a while. So instead of leaving it in my bag... To be forgotten, as I am shooting my Bronica. Oh, oh. la Well, good for you. Uh, medium format, all the way. Good for you, man. Awesome. I thought you could get some use out of it. I certainly can. This is fantastic. I'm fantastic. like You're the um, last kid on the block to get one. I am. 
I am speechless. I've been following the show from episode three and love it. I was the first smart ass to write the way you say my name. Lion sounds like lion, see? <laughs> I'm your truck driving friend. Oh, he's a Currently, truck I am off, ro- off the road and working in Utah's Mist Desert. Is that what it says? Huh. Uh, Utah's uh, Wist or Mist? Oh, Wist or Mist Desert. Somewhere in the desert. Uh, not much of a chance to shoot out there, so I look forward to weekends with the change of season. Thought I would send you both this camera and an old-fashioned written letter to say thanks for being a two-times-a-month friend from Jersey. Yeah, thanks for being my two-times-a-month friend from Jersey. From Joyzy. Aw, oh, man. It's awful nice. Um, really, I'm speechless. That was awesome, David. I love this camera. Yeah, you do. I just went to Tampa. I put a roll of black and white infrared film in it. No way. I screwed a little red filter on the on mm-hmm. the front. Yeah. And um, yeah, you got to show me around this camera. Oh, it's very easy. Four hundred speed, two hundred. This is an Olympus Trip thirty five. It's a really wonderful little zone focused camera. It has a one bloke, two bloke, mm. family. Yeah, like the and uh, mountain. Like is the that mountain? Oh, yeah. You want mountain? You definitely want mountain. Yeah. There. Yeah, that's good. Uh, if you keep it on A, auto. Auto. When you look through the the, the lens piece, mm-hmm. it takes a shot. But if it's too dark, yeah, it won't shoot. A red flag pops oh, that's up. That's great. I need that. Now, let's say you're like, oh, F it. I want to put it in manual. If you put it like to 2.8, it automatically goes to 1 one fortieth of a second. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And you could, you know, set your, your shibbity shank, your F-stops yourself. According to 1 40th. You could slam a little flash on here, mm-hmm. and that's when you would, you know, put it into the f-stop that corresponds with what the flash dictates. Right. Usually, like f8. You right. Know. Mm-hmm. But does it uh, does it read the film inside? Yes, or? right here. Oh, you okay. set There's a film. You set the is the ASA right here. I think it goes from like probably twenty five up to eight hundred. Twenty five. That's pretty good for that camera, I would say. Let's see, let's let's, let's why why guess? <laughs> Camera's packed full Taking of tricks. Some pitches? You the, never use this, Mark. I've never seen you with this I camera have. in your hand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The lowest ASA is 25. That's pretty good. And it goes up to, drum roll, higher. Oh, 400. Whoa, oh, 400. Yeah, 400. That's, 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 okay. You know, that's all I need that for. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. David Lyon. Roar! <laughs> Made me very happy, man. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, Your so twice I, a month truck dragon friend. Yeah, he's so awesome, man. So that little Olymp- the, little, the range finder I gave you, you get a chance to shoot that? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I haven't had a chance to shoot. Okay, you didn't get shoot. I haven't shot in the past two weeks. It's Christmas, man. I I got kids' birthday parties at school. I got my kids' birthday parties at home. I got birthday parties up the wazoo. When you took your kids to bounds, what kind of mishaps? Any kids crapping crapping their pants? No, nobody crapped in their (laughs) pants. I'll tell you what. I had playdates this week with two different kids, and they have so much fun at my house, they all have to take a crap when they get there. (laughs) They're like running around. We're playing hide and seek. We're doing stuff, and they're like, I got to (laughs) poop. <laughs> so I'm like wiping strange kids' butts. Okay, here we go. That must be strange. It is very strange. And of course, when the parents come, I'm like, just so you know. Right. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Flickr at all? Yeah, so let's talk about Flickr. The new app. You've been bugging me to get it. Oh, oh it's great on your phone, great on your phone. I never listen to you. I never- but now that I've got it on my phone, I absolutely love it. It's good, right? It's really good. It works really well. I use Flickr more on my phone than I actually do on my computer. It's anymore. so easy to scroll through your friends. It's great. You have a pad. It's nice on a pad. I yeah, think. I haven't checked it out on the pad. I'm doing it on the phone because it's great. It's like when you leave a comment, if somebody leaves a comment on your picture or something, or somebody tags you, it always notifying right. you. It, it's real good. And it looks great. It looks good. And I've come up with uh, so many new contacts. Oh, you have? Because I figured out a great way. Because I'm always like, you know, why are these people getting 5,000 hits on their photos? And then I'll look at all the groups that they throw. 
yep. their things in. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I've You have to put your stuff in groups. But, yeah, I'm not just throwing it in groups to get hits. I, right. There was a, a surreal. Some guy took these photographs that were surreal, and they were in a surreal group. I'm like, oh, let me check out this group. Awesome photos. So I've gotten a, new, a couple of new friends and contacts from just right. going into there and going, wow, your photos are great. Uh, they also they fixed a few little bugs. So if you open up Flickr on your regular computer, it isn't as slow as it was. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when I still go to enlarge a picture, yeah. it just jumps back and forth from it. Does that happen to you? <laughs> no. Oh. Enrages me. Not in the app. No, on the computer. On the computer. Enrages him. Enrages me because I'm like, I want to look at a photo and I want to see it bigger and I'll click on it to enlarge it. it No, no, just joking. Here it is. Nope. Nope. For that one quirk. It's still annoying. I I I still have trouble getting into the discussions. Flickr.com. Try it on your phone. You might have a better time. No, discussions on the phone, on the app is terrible. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. No, I find looking at pictures is nice. Looking at pictures? Yeah. But the pictures are so tiny that I want to be looking at them on my giant monitor. Well, that's the thing. I favorite them and then go home and watch them on the big screen on the big screen I love Flickr and we have a group the film photography podcast group on Flickr you could go there and you could put your dump your pictures dump into that when I just dump just as many as you want up to three a day (laughs) just throw them in (laughs) if I they have to be shot on film if I'm doing a blog I first go there and and do a search so if anyone that tags their stuff properly not Dane obviously no no (laughs) no so if I type in you know uh, uh, Eastman double x 5222 wherever shot with that stock would come up in the in the film photography the, yeah. Thing. yeah and that's how i, I get you get images sometimes for the blogs mm. i am gets, tag mental yes you well, are i'm telling you the good thing about uh, your photo stream is because you test out all the film i do so when there's a new film coming out i know you're going to post stuff on it so i check your photo stream out to see oh how's that hawkeye film how's oh, that y- surveillance film how's the purple lomo right right oh you, you know. type it in and it comes up uh no i just check out your photo stream and look and see oh, what okay. you're doing very nice because usually you're up on the latest stock that you're co- you're covering. So. I try I try to be. Speaking of the flicker, this is a letter from our good friend Aussie Phil. Uh-huh. He says, "I still love the show even though I butcher his name and make fun of Australian people." All right, I still Phil. love the show, which is pretty much just a part of my life these days, and I can't imagine not having you guys to listen to. Oi! Just to remind you, I happened upon your show a few days after you recorded the very first one, and I've been waiting for new shows ever since. Wow. Uh, you mentioned Flickr. I was just on Flickr today, mm. and I saw an awesome, beautiful black and white landscape, time exposure, mm. and it was uh, Luna Light SBC, mm-hmm. L-U-N-A-L-I-T-E. SBC. Mm-hmm. That is Aussie Phil. Oh, is it really? Yeah, you know, sometimes people don't use their actual names, right. so you don't realize that it's Aussie Phil. So I, I do check out your images on Flickr, Aussie Phil. I'm really glad you're still with us. This happens yeah. to be this is the it's first like our oldest listener, like our longest, yes. long time listener. Absolutely, from number one. People are like episode three, episode ten. Number one, number one. <laughs> Aussie Phil, thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, this is the first day of January, and this is now our fifth year on the airwaves. Uh, you could hear us on iTunes. If you've been listening, please do go to iTunes and give us a five star review. Hate people <laughs> say that that's such BS. I know. It's like what people ask for, like like people at a customer service. Yeah. If you don't mind, can you give me five stars? You see, if you give me three or four, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 
And that's true. Yeah, I know. But you shouldn't have to beg like that. Oh, okay. Want me to reword it? Just say if you yeah, you, think do, you do it. You can. Hey, if you listen to the show, what show, and you think it's worthy of five stars and your time to actually click the fifth star and send your review up there, then please do. And if you don't, hey, fat <laughs> No. Perfect. It's a lot harder to click five stars than it is to click three it stars. It is. So it's understandable. Because the mouse uh, stretched that extra half an inch. Mark, since we're not going to talk about it in full, talk about this box that just like showed up. Uh, I, I literally, I was leaving the studio this today. This is today. Today, wow. on the way here, I was leaving the secret smooth sailor's <laughs> lair, and Tony, the security guard, called up and calls, you know, calls Dane. Hey, hey, Dean, I got a package. Dean, he, always says, he always calls him, Dean, hey, Dean, we got a package for you, for you guys. So Dane and I went down, and he hands us this cardboard box from the post office, and it's addressed to Metro Music. Really? So that's me. So it's your music Metropolitan store. Music, your store. Metropolis Music. Metropolis Music. But it's shipped to the studio, which no one huh. in the world knows our studio address. Yeah. And it's from uh, Amy White in Glencoe, Illinois. I feel like I should know who that is, but I that's don't. That's not the lady who you were doing the consignment shop with? Was that? No, in? that was in Michigan. Who was it? So I'm assuming it's a listener of the show. What show? <laughs> and inside the box was this incredible Nikon, Nikon F. F outfit. Oh my God, look at that. The beautiful body with a 1.4 Nikon lens on it. Wow. A little closer it, to your face. It's got the CDS uh, on the top. What does that mean? It's got the, uh, it's the light meter. On the top? Yeah, this is actually, so this is, you can, it's a modular huh? camera. So this, where, where you would normally have the regular prism finder, you can also, for this camera, you could also get the waist level viewer, you could get all different kinds of things. Really? And this one... What's that little thing jumping off the side there? That black thing. Just to just to you know remind you, I've only owned this camera for like okay. an hour. Well, you're pretty, you're, <laughs> but what, bud, you're pretty smart. But let me tell you so. what this thing on the side is. Uh, on the front, it's got so so the, so for the listeners at home, you can laugh at me if I'm completely wrong. But from looking at this camera for nine minutes, um, on the front, it's got the light meter, and this seems to be like a little storage on the side, and it's like it's like the incident or whatever you call it, light meter. It's just a piece of frosted white glass. Oh no way! So you Look screw at that, that over the top. And it gives you like a different reading, and that's pretty. I, it's sweet, amazing, and it came with this be- really clean one four fifty millimeter one four. No note, no nothing. It came huh. with uh, a one thirty five, a three point five one thirty five. Let me and see it, that. And it came with this really <laughs> wacky. It's, feel that five point five three hundred, which is awesome. They're this all in beautiful shape and space age metal. It's so light. It's al- aluminium. Aluminium. So what year was this camera? What year was this camera made? Uh, these came out, I believe, in fifty nine. I don't know exactly. Wow. I haven't done any research on this exact one yet, but well, yeah. Let me see the other one. Late. Late fifties. This is probably early sixties. It's kind of funny that just like this is like so up your alley. It's not like oh, it's per- yeah, it's exactly my kind of camera because yeah. it's it's like the Pelix that I'll be talking about oh. in a minute. Where it's it was sort of the first you know stumbling steps of having an SLR with the CDS meter built into it that it meters and does things like you know I love I love that aspect Ooh, of it. I, I may have mentioned it on a previous episode that the Nikon F is in, in my top ten cameras that I would definitely really? I wanted to own and I did. Well, look at you. So. See, you know you're the luckiest guy I, I ever. I know you were just saying that the other really night, right? <laughs> he like wishes you must have a genie because you're like boy I wish I had a Nikon F and then bing a box shows up yeah. I wish or somebody walks in wait, the door wait, wait, of wait, your wait. store and gives you one. I wish I had a Hasselblad <laughs> Pan X yeah it's amazing so well, you'll research you. this and look up some yeah, stuff yeah on a future episode yeah. I will be the expert on this camera but for now the, yeah all I know about it is it's early 60s it's the I don't even know how you pronounce it the, the pho, photomic um, Farfik Nugent the, yeah so it's the yeah it's the Nikon F photomic yeah, whatever well, you, ba, 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 ba. when we come back we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be uh, announcing uh, winners of our contests ooh which contests all of them yeah but which, wow what, 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 all like the of last, them like the last last five few years. months <laughs> last few months <laughs> 
Leslie. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Hello, Michael. The Film Photography Podcast, as you know, has its own online store, and I like to answer some questions. You know, I get a lot of emails, and some of the most common email questions are, Will you ship it to me? Yes, we will. <laughs> we certainly ship. And, of course, everyone that emails me is from outside the United States, so... Uh, the FPP store will ship internationally. Most folks want to know, well, how much will it cost? It is based completely on weight. So whatever you're purchasing, that will be calculated by the site directly with the United States Post Office to come up with your price. International shipping can be pricey, but it's sort of a scale. So if you order one item, if you live in Finland and you mm-hmm. order an item and you see that the shipping's over $10, for that one item you're buying, if you bought three, the shipping would be probably the same, especially film, because film is one roll versus three roll. It fits in the same shipping weight category. Well, I actually think it's great because a lot of places really penalize you if you're out of the uh, 48 states. That is true. Many sites do not ship internationally. I don't know if the big box camera stores here in the U.S. ship outside the U.S. Uh, most uh, sites, they, some sites also have minimum shipping. So Minimum or yeah. the infamous handling yeah. fee. The, the, the most astonishing thing I see in the FPP online store is when William is processing an order and it's shipping from New Jersey to, let's say, Ohio, and someone ordered a few rolls of film and shipping is like $2.48. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> the shipping, we've, we've been getting kudos for our shipping. I just want to pass it along that we will ship everywhere. I just bought the most marvelous birthday present for Mother. Did you, darling? How nice. What is it? It was supposed to be a surprise. A camera? Whatever for? I can always conjure up pictures if I want to without all that fuss. Well, that's why I chose it. There is no fuss with a Kodak Instamatic camera. There, all loaded and ready to go, even indoors. Don't you dare. Actually, I think I'll keep it myself. Oh, these poor mortals are getting rather clever. I think I might keep it. You will? Let me finish wrapping it. Oh, don't bother. Just say cheese. Limburger. Oh, pew. For most of us, taking pictures with a Kodak Instamatic camera is easier than witchcraft. And they start at less than $19. They really are perfect gifts. See your Kodak dealer. Hey, we're back. Uh, these are the winners of some of the contests we've had over the last okay over the last few months. I want to read it after he's done. Uh, this is um, we we did a, a giveaway of the Canon TX camera. Mm. TX camera somewhere in like early 1960s. It came out after that Pelex. This is a runner-up. Uh, we had a, a second camera on our shelf. Mm. We didn't have a TX for uh, this person, but we had a FX. Mm. So this the FX goes to, to uh, what's his name? Oh, Angel Roca. Angel Roca. <laughs> okay. Well, Roca. You guys are supposed to go. Hey. Oh, oh my God. R O C H A. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Roca. When I think Roca. of Angel, I think of didn't uh, uh, didn't uh, uh, Rockford that. Files? Didn't he have like a friend yeah. Angel? Yeah, that guy with the curly, curly hair. hair. Like, oh, come on, Rockford! I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's in uh, California, in Wat- Watsonville, California. Cool. So, Congratulations. There you go. Whoa, Jim Rockford was in California. Oh, he, he doesn't have a flicker name. Maybe he's... Maybe it's him. Maybe it's the Maybe guy. it's really Angel. Yeah. What's he say? Uh, he said... Uh, Read it in the voice. I like to shoot and collect film cameras. The oldest camera that I currently own is a magazine Cyclone Number no. 5 Western camera, which I believe is about 100 years old. Holy shnikes. It's in pretty good working condition, and I've shot 4x5 tintype, and they come out great. I have two Graflex cameras, two TLRs, and like 14 35 millimeter cameras. Well, now you have like 15... Wow. 
Yeah. I have my own dark room, which I develop and print my own black and white pitches. I love shooting film and will continue to. Well, here's a camera to help you along the way, Absolutely. Angel. The actual winner of the contest is, this is of the Canon TX. Canon TX. Scott Swisher. Yeah. From San Diego, California. I'm an avid amateur photographer and have really started to develop a love for using film. With the price of film SLRs, it is easy and cheap. It's an easy and cheap way to get into photography without having to drop a hunch or thousands of dollars on a digital SLR. This camera would be a great addition to my Olympus OM-10, and I've often wanted a second camera to carry with me so I could load different film for situations as they arise. Casey Kasem. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. All right, there you go, uh, Scott. All right, you cool. Got, you got yourself a second cam, baby. All right, this is the winner of the Minolta XG1 35mm SLR. Lucky person is Casey Schneider. California? Bakersfield, California. Oh, my goodness. What's going on here? I don't know. See, all the cameras we're giving away, we're definitely going to be responsible for California falling into the ocean. (laughs) All these cameras. Casey says, after rediscovering film a few years ago, my gas got a little wonky. I picked up cameras of all types from anywhere I could try to try and find my format. I had been shooting 120-110 pack film and most recently, a lot of 35. My Minolta Maxim has been my go-to camera for 35. Unfortunately, my SRT-202 was my only full manual SLR after my Vivitar Croak and (laughs) It has locked up after about three frames. Bummer. Uh. I had another one, but loaned it to a friend to give him the bug, and it worked out a little too good, and it looks like I ain't getting it back. But that's okay. So this XG one would fit right in, and all my lenses so I could get back on track with full manual. Please, please, please. Yes, 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 Casey. You are now. Well, that's perfect that he got that. It one. is. Yeah. See, it's a happy, a happy story. A happy Next ending. winner. This yeah. is a, this person won the Canon AE1 program. Mm. This camera was donated by our good friend Jim Austin. Jimages. Yeah, Jimages. And the winner is Justin Spencer. <laughs> Justin is from Antonio, San California. Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, San Antonio California. California. <laughs> He says, I'm 25 years old and really love the podcast. I've been shooting on film for about a year now, for a year and a half now, and I've really fallen in love with film. He's uh, a newbie. He's a newbie, and he has a new vintage That's camera. That's cool. great. This is the winner. Good friend um, Lance from Belgium. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lance has... Lance the, photo. Yes, he has laboratory.com. Laboratory. Oh, crazy, insane film... Uh, yes. Stocks. L-A-B-E-A-U-A-T-O-I-R-E. Laboratory film. Laboratoire. Yes. <laughs> and he gave us a package to give away of all the odd and rare right. films. So the winner of the rare laboratory... What do you call it? <laughs> Laboratoire. Laboratoire 35mm film giveaway is... <gasps> Me. Me. Oh. oh. Becca Gulliver. Wow, you lucky stick. How do you pronounce your name? Like Rebecca, but without the R-E at the start. Becca says, I think this little haul would be great for my F3. I shoot 35 millimeter and medium format, and I live in Davon in the UK. Oh, yeah. UK, California. (laughs) Beautiful. There you go, Becky. Becca. We were doing a giveaway of the Canon QL17. Mm. Have you guys Uh, shot with that? No. Uh, Yeah? Yeah, do you like it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we happen to have a f- quite a, f- a few cameras yeah. sitting on the shelf. So first, the second runner-up of this contest will actually get a Canon QL28. And that person is <gasps> Tanny. Is that, who's that, Yanni's brother? <laughs> Tanny Pelefsky. Hey. Yay. 
Oh, you know, I'm a normal dude with a film photography obsession. I do love rangefinders and have been looking mm. for something small and light to kick up my street photography game. This could be it. Woohoo. Yeah. And well. our good friend, our new friend, Tani, is in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, cool. Georgia. I've got a QL282. That's a good one. And now the first runner-up who will be getting a Canon QL17 is... Keegan Holman. Hey, Keegan. Congratulations, Keegan. Keegan hails from Ilfacombe, North Devon, UK. Um, Keegan Holman is his Flickr name, and he says, I am deeply in love with film photography. Ooh. I enjoy shooting skateboarders, yeah, me too, and the countryside and seaside landscapes that surround me. If I won this camera, it would be my everyday documentation camera, as I'm currently working through a 365-day project mm. and making my own silver gelatin prints as I go. Wow. I look forward to new podcasts. You guys are the best. Yeah, baby. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like another perfect match. It really does. And it says, how to pronounce your name? Four words. Key, gun, <laughs> hole, mun. <laughs> Key, gun, hole, mun. Key, gun, hole, mun. Key, gun, hole, mun. And the winner, the first winner, the winner of the Canon QL17 is... Oh, me again. Allison Shore from oh, Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, Kansas. All right. Wow. How do you pronounce your name? Blank. <laughs> your your Flickr name. This is a good one. Dust Bowl Ugly. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says, I've been shooting films since I got my grandpa's K-1000, coincidentally, oh gosh. when I was 16. We've got one sitting right here on the table. I've run the gamut through film, digital, back to film, mm. into home developing, instant, and large format. I might have a problem. Yes. Yeah, we all have that problem. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. That's, right. That's a great camera. It's Allison. John, weren't you interested in this, this uh, fisheye, the Loma fisheye camera? This is 35? Yeah. Yes. I think at one point I was interested in everything Lomo. Oh, okay. Well, you were looking at them on the Golden Deal or something. Yeah, was that what it was? Ago. Yeah. Was that one? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. This yeah. is a fun little camera. Yeah, is it? You have to get real close. Closer the better. Yeah. Oh, it's got a flash, too. Yeah. That's neat. The flash is not good. Not so good? Cause Pretty good. When you get a, uh, the problem is when you get up really close, part of your frame is obscured by the flash on that camera. Oh, really? What do you mean? Part of your frame is obscured. Can I see it for a second? Oh, because of the lens? Yeah, the, lit, the way? so when you like if I if I get up this close to the mic to the mic, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you'll it, get, actually it throws get a off. shadow. You get a shadow. Across you'll see the, frame. the mic. You'll see the frame. Yeah, but it's a cool picture. Yeah, it's cool. I'm just saying. Yeah, I wish I wish that camera had a PC, yeah. if not a hot shoe. Because if you had a yeah. PC, you could do anything. It's cool if you have kids. I have kids. Yeah. Hey, I have kid. I have kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, sidestepped into talking about the Lomography Fisheye. 35 millimeter camera. I'm now rewinding. The Fisheye One, I think. Where'd you get that? They have, they have two different ones. That I looks bl- like it's a. This was beat. donated oh. by, by Susan Steyer. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. My my fisheye story is three or four years ago. A, a customer at the store talk about. So here's my lucky thing again. Um, mm-hmm. One of my customers gave me one of these. He got it in a gift bag from some fancy party, and he, he said, hey, "Here's a camera. You can have it." And I couldn't care less, so I put it on a shelf. This was, you know, four years ago. And then a year or so ago when I got back into, when I started wanting to get into cameras, I thought, hey, wait, I think I already have a camera or something. And that turned out that was the camera it was. So that was actually my first really? film camera. Somebody gave that away as a goodie bag item? It was, yeah. Like, it was like a, a corporate gig or something? Yeah, it was some fancy 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Some fancy thing. That was your first Lomo So that camera? technically that was my first film camera oh. of my adult life that I have owned is a fichet. The film is hand-rolled by yeah. me, and it was donated by Mark O'Brien. Handwritten. Fancy. Yeah, just T-Max one hunch. Yeah. It, it expired in 95, but works just, works just great. Yeah. This <laughs> person is going to win the Minolta Maxim 300 SI. I remember that one. That person is Mary Beth Guzman. Yeah, hey, yo. yeah. So pronounce your name, Mary Beth. I'm the mother of an amateur photographer and darkroom enthusiast whose birthday is coming up, and oh. he's been looking for a really solid 35 millimeter camera for some time now. Everything seems so expensive nowadays, so I'm looking to win this giveaway so he can finally get an automatic camera. Everything up to this point has been full manuel. <laughs> My son is a huge. Oh, sorry. My son is. <laughs> My son is a huge black and white fan, and he says that if he had an automatic camera, he would use it to take photos for the local newspaper. Well, there you go, Mary Beth, and happy birthday for the boy. Perfect. All right. We have a runner-up. The runner-up is going to win a Minolta Maxim 7000. Oh, that's a fancy one. Jazzy. The winner is Jack Sanders Jr. Sorry, Dad. Junior? You're in, Junior. Jack Sanders from Dallas, Texas. Getting back to film photography. <laughs> getting back to film photography is becoming a fun adventure after using digital cameras for so long. See, a lot of people yeah. always come back. It's yeah, y- 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 y'all you come back film, around. You always come back. Took film photography in middle school 30 plus years ago and loved it. Using now a Minolta SRT 101, excellent camera, mm-hmm. and getting back into the swing of things. Boy, it's been a while. I have been spoiled by the digital cameras. A new listener to your podcast, and I am now listening to show number six. Started at the beginning oh, with show my. number one. Hmm. I find myself taking notes while. While I'm listening to you while I'm at work, enjoying your show and all the information that you share. Mm. All right, cool. Congratulations, Jack get, Jr. And get back to work, Jr. Yeah, back to work. This show, <coughs> we're giving away. What show? This was a donation by, by our good friend, Matt Ayers of Danville, Ohio. Mm. And this is a complete, complete. You see that. Uh, da. Oh, hold on, you're on your thing here. This is a complete. Diana F. Diana. Oh. Teach me to read well, Diana. I'm not going to unravel it because you guys know what it is. Mm. The Diana F comes with all the lenses. It's the aqua cool. blue yes. color. This the- is a plastic 120 medium format film camera. Mm. It's uh, now currently made by Lamography. It's, um, how would you describe it? It's like the ultimate toy camera. It's like the debonair, but not quite as good. Ow. (laughs) What? I'm trying to, you know, be nice to your camera. It's the, I mean, everyone's seen one. It's that black plastic camera with the blue top. It's the only black and blue camera that I've ever seen. So, so. folks out there listening, we're giving away. Do they have a plastic, like... Fish eye lenses and stuff for that? All yeah. Sorts of stuff really? There's, a, there's an oh, Instax yeah, there's back for in there. it, too. Yeah, they make probably, wow, instant. look at that. Just yeah, you can put an instant so back on it. Yeah. They can make everything. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, there's a fish eye lens. There you go. Yeah, there's Super a ton of lenses. Wide. Yeah, there's a ton of lenses for it. Wow, this is awesome. We're going to pull names out of a hat today, or this is for no, next that's show? For, that's the new contest. Oh, for Go to film. Right in. Filmphotographyproject.com and go to giveaways. Not fish out. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Pelex. We'll be back. Hey, it's Mike here with John. The Dark Room is near and dear to my heart because uh, Phil from The Dark Room made a special trip out to New York last year to yep. meet us yep. at the PDN Photo Expo. Yeah, great guy. And The Dark Room is a lab on the West Coast. And these days, because, you know, you're, we're all shooting film, but 
you know, the big question is where do I bring my film to get processed? Because mm-hmm. so many local labs have been closing, and even our local CVS, Target stores, Walmart. It's diminishing. The darkroom is an option, and they've really stepped up to develop all films. films. 110 film, 126 film, 35 millimeter film, 620 film, 120 film, 4x5 film, 8x10 film. Wow. One uh, stop shopping. Black and white, color print C41, color slide E6. E6. You have an old f- piece of film you found from the 1960s, like Ectochrome X mm-hmm. with a defunct format. They'll yeah. process it as black and white. What about Seattle Filmworks film? Send it over. <laughs> okay. Uh, 122, 20, 35, 4x5, 8x10. The Darkroom. It's thedarkroom.com. They also do testing of awesome films like Lomo, X-Pro, Red Scale, True Black and White, Crossbird, Redbird, oh, Nightbird, oh, hey. uh, Infrared Films. All of us here at the FPP highly recommend you go there. They'll take good care of you. Thedarkroom.com. And tell them Mike sent you. That's right. Tell them. <laughs> Mike who? <Mike-hoo. laughs> <laughs> tell them the FPP sent you. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Hey, Mark, tell us about the Canon Pelex. I personally am a huge fan of Canon cameras. I own the Canon FT, which is a Canon camera that before the FD line of lenses, they took what's known as FL lenses. Tell me about the Pelex. I'm not familiar with this camera. This was a, a really unique camera that they came out. It's, it's totally my kind of camera. I love stuff like this. This came out in uh, 65. The one I have here is a QL model, which came oh. out a year or so later. Quick load. So, yeah, so it's, it's got the quick load on it, which is really nice. The, the amazing thing about this camera is it has a fixed mirror. Oh. So when you shoot with it, first of all, you don't get your your view obscured by the mirror flipping up, and it shoots much more quietly. Can you, um, can you let us hear? Yeah. For, let's see. For example... Yeah, so it's much quieter. You get well, the, what speed are you on right now? Right now, that's on. Oh, that's fifteen. That's pretty. Yeah, put it up to like you know. Crank please. it up. Okay. So you don't you don't get the chuk chuk. You don't get the the mirror flip. Mm. It still sounds Canon esque. It has a little kind of high pitched squeak to it, yeah. like the Canons do. Canon squeal. Um, yeah, but guys anyway, are crazy. Yeah, so it's quieter to shoot about. with. But the the wacky thing about it was this camera actually came pretty much stock with a one point two lens. But because it's got the fixed mirror, it's got a, pe- a pellicle mirror, and what happens is when you're looking through it's it... It's one four. Well, I don't have the original lens. Oh, I sorry. wish I did. Okay. Yeah, it's a QL. <laughs> Come on, keep up. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't have the one two. Mine came with a one four. But yeah, so when you're looking through it, what happens is two-thirds of the light coming into the lens hit the film plane, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one-third gets bounced up to the viewfinder. Oh, look at that. So what, what actually happens is the camera stopping itself down by one stop. So a 1.2 on this camera is actually a one four. Really? So this 1.4 I have on here sure? is actually a 1.7. Yeah. Mm. How do you know? He's a smart guy. I trust him. That's the way it works. But why? Why is it like that? It says 1.4. Just explained it. Well, the lens is 1.4, but because the, the film is only seeing two-thirds of the light. Because of the one system. One-third of the light is going to the viewfinder. Mm. Oh, I see. Does it have to do with that mirror system? Yes, it does. Okay. As a matter of fact. It's losing some light. So, when you, so if the, you watch, it, I'll take the lens off and shoot with the lens off. So when I fire it... Oh no! No flip up. There's no move. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. movement on There's the no front. No mirror to move. Um, so the light is is being right. partially deflected. Does the uh, in, inside light meter the leap dot? The leap dot. Hello. Does the light meter inside compensate for that? Yeah, the light meter is behind the mirror. Okay. So, so that compensates for it. You just have to keep in keep in mind that. You know, if I if you put a 1.4 on this, it's it's going to seem like it's shooting slower than usual mm. because you're one stop off. Right. But you're still getting the benefit of the lens's depth of field and that sort of thing. So you'll still get the 1.4 depth mm-hmm. of field. Right. You just need more light to get the same 
effect. Why did this system not catch on, I wonder? I don't know. It seems like a really simple thing. I guess mm. it's because they wanted the lenses to be faster. I mean, it, mm. it does slow things down. But yeah, this, so this was the first, you know, the first metered, basically, yeah. SLR they had. And now, it's, have, it's you kind shot, of have you shot with it yet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. And what kind of battery does it take? Uh, this takes, oh man... It's a battery-less battery. No. It's on the side. Oh, it's on the side, right. Well, uh, yeah, we talked about it before. I want to make sure that I'm right before I say it. Traditionally, a, a mercury yeah, battery. Yeah, PX625. The meter didn't work. I pulled open the battery compartment, and there was an old battery in there, and there was some corrosion. Okay. Mm. And I cleaned off the corrosion and put the battery back in, and it works like new. So the corrosion somehow isolated the battery from hmm. dying. So that's the original battery. That's the original battery that's in oh, there. Wow. Mercury batteries last forever. I yep. swear to yeah. God, I have. I was a very surprised that it, for, that it came alive. Same. I have the FT with a battery from the original battery. Same thing. It works. Yep. It lasts forever. Yeah, White vinegar. It just dissolves it. it. It's so beautiful. But you can take the crustiest battery <laughs> compartment, Q-tip, white vinegar, just dab it on. You see it fizzing, uh-huh. and then you just wipe it away, and it's back to nickel-plated beauty. Is yeah. that right? You don't use the other stuff, the deoxid? Deoxid is good for cleaning uh, oxidation, yeah. but not uh, acid corrosion. buildup. Well, yeah, corrosion is something else, too. That's, that's another thing. Deoxid is good when it's already clean, and you just want to make sure it's, right, right. it's tip-top. Mm. But, uh, yeah, if, it's, if you see the blue, yeah. the blue crust. Yeah. Have you shot with this yet? Yes. How many rolls have you shot? Uh, one or two. Okay. Uh, have you seen the results yet? Yeah, very interesting results. Because of the fixed mirror, since the light is shooting through an angled mirror, you get some really interesting lens flare, and it's hmm. a little softer. Oh, that's right. I remember you posted some photos. Yeah, so like I put that. up some pictures of stuff that I shot in the studio one night. So if they're, if they're backlit, they kind of just kind of blow out. Yeah, you get kind of these cool streaks across the, the corners, but then, uh, yeah, I I took, I took some shots in the studio of, of some of the guys with their amps on, and like the power light on the amp comes out as this crazy starburst in the mm. picture, which is really cool. It looks like you have a star filter on, right. but not desirable if you don't You're want You're not that. looking for that, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the pictures have this really cool, dreamy kind of quality to them. Mm. But again, that may be just my, my specific camera, but this one is very, very clean, so I, I think that's just kind of how they were. Now, on cameras that you, you know, shoot with regularly, do you go through phases where, like, this is your camera of the month or camera of the quarter. Like, you'll shoot this, shoot it, shoot it, then you'll put it on the shelf and you'll move on to something else? Yeah, generally, because I, yeah, I've, I've kind of slowed down the last couple of months, but because I get so many cameras, I kind of, when I get something new, I kind of go crazy on it. So this Nikon F, this will be my go-to camera right. for the next, mm-hmm. you know, month. And right. I'll now, try everything and go crazy with it. And, now, how come your Canon Pelex, you do not have like a, a strap on it? I don't use a lot of straps. Okay. Um, I, I, if I'm going, if I'm going to be out somewhere, like, you know, when we went out to that walk in Ringwood or I went to the Macy's Parade this year, you know, then I use a neck strap, but if, but usually I keep them in my camera bag okay. and I pull it out and shoot and put it back and the yeah. strap just kind of gets in the way. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Lens film. And, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm not very uh, clumsy, so Does I'm not lens, worried about dropping Lens them. cap. Just plop on or is it screw on? Screw. It's a screw screw on. Yeah, I just have a UV filter on here right now. In the last few years when I've been shooting, I've been like taking off the filters and going bare with just the lens saying, you know, I'm just going to shoot with the lens. (laughs) But as of late, I've changed my mind. I don't know why. Now I'm putting the clear or UV lenses on all of my lenses. Do Mm. you tend to protect your lenses with some glass? Yeah, I don't like the way it looks, but I, I force myself to do it. I don't like the camera being another mm. quarter of an inch bigger. But, right. Uh, but yeah, especially it's on... It's a safe thing to do. It's the best bet. How about you, John? Do you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, lenses are expensive. Yeah. 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 You know, or if you get a good lens that you like, you don't want to F it up. Just Right. You know. I noticed that daily use, like with the families, shooting families, you, just, you know, you do get stuff on the lens. Definitely. You know, food... 
the soda spraying all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> vomit. Projectile vomit. Poop. Other <laughs> other kids poop. Yeah. Well, when I oh yeah, mm, nice one. Well, when I went down to the ocean, definitely. Oh yeah. Shot on oh, the beach. Yeah. Spray. I mean, it's yeah. like the, every night you'd have to take off the UV filter and clean it because it's just. John was using goo. a Canon EOS. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, but the body's been replaced. Have you been shooting with it? With the new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been throwing it around. And I'm afraid to get it developed. It's fine. It's been firing fine, but the other one fired fine as well. No, the other one was actually. It didn't. No, it, it wasn't until I got back that I know. Oh, okay. It was. Oh no, it was actually misfiring. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? And then it would take a, a good frame where it seemed everything yeah. was sunk up, but no. The new one's not misfiring. But okay. you got to admit, I'm a little bit jaded about it. So. It's a good topic for future shows, and the topic is, you know, these are all vintage cameras, yeah. and they're, they're not perfect. No. I have a Canon FTB that, you know, every few frames, I'll click, it'll just stick. Mm. Mm, yeah. But then when I go to, you know, cock the shutter, it just, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine for the rest of the roll. Mm. He had a Canon, John had a Canon EOS. It was throwing blank frames. Yeah. And that's sort of like, you know, the quirks of your camera. Get to know your camera. Mm. Started out at his party with like one or two frames. Your party. At your yeah, party. at your yeah. Uh, barbecue there. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, fish fry. What was it? Steam. Oh, the crab. Steam fry? The yeah, crab, crab party. Yeah. The big crab party. Yeah. Uh, so missed a couple frames there. And then every roll, it just seemed to get worse. And the last roll I had, Mike, as he gives me the film back, because it got developed, he's like, there's nothing on this one. Because <laughs> like, it's your No, there were like three, four frames. There was nothing. That was a camera that mm. actually needed to be thrown away, yeah, which it, it was. Yeah. It was. It's a plasticky yeah, yeah. camera. It I mean, I, I like the idea of the camera. It's a, it's a fine camera to use. but It's great for just cool. grabbing. Yep. Uh, quickly grabbing like a shot of a child mm. because it's fast. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's you put, auto focus. Definitely. Yeah, it was very responsive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all we have for today. This is our January 1st show. It's been mellow, it's been calm. We covered a lot of topics, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, next week, we're going to be back with the entire gang. The entire crew. Yeah, coming up from Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. We'll have Matt. We'll have Leslie. We'll have John. We'll have Mark. We'll have Dane. We'll have me, Michael Rosso. We'll have some fun. Here on the Film Photography Podcast, you can write to us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Don't forget to visit our store. Anything you spend in our store, by the way, helps fund this show. What show? The Film Photography Podcast. Oh. Hey, we'll see you next week. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys, I've been playing Pink Delicates. Mm. I've been playing Smooth Sailors. Yeah. But I've been really digging Darren Riley Ballard. His new EP. Bucky. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Sounds awesome. You like it? Yeah, definitely. I do want to encourage folks to. We keep sending him tracks to put vocals on. We like his stuff so much. We're like, here, we made some music. Please sing. Yeah, we're we're dumping a lot of stuff (laughs) on him. Good. It's great stuff. So yeah, there's a couple of uh, what's your favorite song on that Bucky? Uh, what's the monkey one? That's not a Bucky. <laughs> it's not a Bucky? No, a Bucky. The new four song EP. That's not Bucky. Mm. That's not That's Bucky. monkey business. Oh no, really? Right. Bucky opens Stereo up lab. with uh, the song he did here at Smooth Fire in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, Bucky came out over the summer, and then he's yeah. got like a new a new little new thing. EP. Yeah. So hey, we'll be back in two weeks. Weeks to weeks, you sound like a pirate. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, thanks, David. Thank. Oh, what do I have? Thanks, Uncle Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Uncle Mike. Oh, this is brand new this week. Yeah. Oh, no kidding.
Imagine a world where no one ever worked for a living. All they do is play. Living for the day. Take a walk in the park. Get a haircut from your robot barber. Play some hover ball up against the hover wall. What a thing to aspire to Oh, what a beautiful dream Automation's killing me We fill our days with synthetic drugs and cheap movies And we chop at home Smartest phones And a man in a factory With an over-involved index finger Pushes just one switch And you think your job's a bitch Oh, what a thing to aspire to Yeah, yeah, yeah.